I hope he's recording already. Well, if he's not, I am. Well, then that's yeah, as good a time I'm recording. as... Oh, hey, there okay. we go. Well, that's as good a time as any for an awkward intro. Everyone doing tonight? Uh, got the crud. The early parts of the crud. Yeah, I had it. Yeah. I had it this week. It's going around. But, you know, like I always say, it's Friday night and I'm here with you guys, so the healing thing energy is already coursing through my body. You guys oh. just be like me and be a complete and total shut in and never leave the house. Well, that's how we were. We I, went don't, out, I don't get sick. We went it's somewhere awesome. and we it's all got awesome. sick. Yeah. <laughs> I work in a truck where I am just in the elements all day. That, yeah. That's fair. I mean, I do have a, a Petri dish for a child who does go to where diseases are born called daycare. So yeah, yeah I got, I got a thing. Got two of those. <laughs> we went to boy Scouts and watched the kids play around and we're, and we're like, okay, we're not going to worry about masks. We're moving beyond masks and we all get cold, but you know, they, they got to develop their immunity. So yes, there you go. It's all good. There you go. Silver lining. Yeah. Well, do we have a, uh, anything we specifically wanted to talk about? Yeah, I was going to bring up a couple of awards shows that have happened since last we talked. Oh, all the BAFTAs are one of them, aren't they? Yeah, I'm going to start with the DGAs because the DGAs. Uh, I, I figured we uh, talk some a couple of awards, and then we'll go into how batshit crazy the BAFTAs got. Okay. So, uh, DGAs, uh, they gave out three. Oh. I'll wait for you. <laughs> Little ASMR Reese's there for you. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, DGAs gave out a couple of film awards. Okay. Uh, because, you know, they also cover commercials and TV and whatnot. But we're going to focus on the three awards they gave to film. Uh, including Best Director of a Documentary, which went to Sarah Doza for Fire of Love. Ooh. I'm very excited about. I loved that film. Yes. Uh, and if you haven't watched it, it's on Disney Plus. Give it a watch. Uh, I might just do that. Then Charlotte Wells gets first time theatrical feature film director for After Sun, which is beautiful. Ooh. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, it is going to punch you in the emotions. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's a very sweet film. Apparently semi-autobiographical, too. So keep that in mind. Hmm. Uh, and then the theatrical feature film award goes to Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Nice. Now the DGAs tend to be a pretty good signifier of who's going to win best director. Oh. Not, not a hundred percent of the time, yeah. but more often than not. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. And that's, that's pretty much what, where the DGAs were. Now the BAFTAs. The BAFTAs went off the rails in all the weirdest ways, <laughs> including giving All Quiet on the Western Front film and director. Mm. Okay. Apparently the British really love that film. <laughs> now, I'm pardon my ignorance on the BAFTAs. Is this only for British films? Uh, no, uh, they have specific British film awards, but uh, they're... Their biggest awards, like film and director and the acting categories, they're all they're open to everyone. Okay, 
But say, isn't like, All Quiet a German film too? Yep, All Quiet's a German film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but like Tar and everything everywhere all at once are in the picture category or yeah, the best right. film category, as they call it. Uh, and Gina Prince Bythewood is in the best director category, so on and so oh, forth. Oh, yeah. Now I'm remembering the nominations. Uh, but Austin Butler wins best actor for Elvis. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Those crazy Brits. Those crazy Brits. Uh, but they do stay pretty British with uh, giving Barry Keown and Carrie Condon the supporting acting awards. Uh, is this, uh, has Barry won another one uh, in the circuit this year? No, I don't believe so. It's, it's uh, mostly been Kiwi Kwan. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, so it's a real shakeup. Now, the BAFTAs tend to be a pretty bad indicator of what's going to happen at the Oscars because it's, yeah. it's all British. Yeah. But uh, Banshees gets original screenplay. All Quiet gets adapted screenplay. Uh, all Quiet also wins Best Film Not in the English Language. Uh, all Quiet wins Best Cinematography. Mm. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once does get Best Editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but All Quiet is the big winner, taking score, taking sound. Uh, Banshees gets Outstanding British Film. After Sun gets Outstanding Debut by British Writer, Director, Producer. So Big Wheat for Charlotte Wells. Yeah. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water gets Visual Effects. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a weird, weird night at the Baptist. And that's without uh, the weird rap that Ariana DeBose does. <laughs> to open the show. <laughs> I, I have not seen that. Yeah, give that a watch. It's weird. <laughs> what did they do uh, at the Oscars? It was a year or two ago they did a weird, some weird song thing. They they did We Don't Talk About Bruno last oh, that's year. That's right. Yeah. And they decided to do the Oscars version of it yeah, that right. is unhinged in all the most fun ways that everybody was mad at. <laughs> and I loved every second of it. Yeah. Nice. It's like, wow, we're just doing this now, huh? That's great. Doing yeah. it. Okay. All right. Wow. All quiet. Interesting. All quiet. Elvis and Banshees just <laughs> picking up everything. <laughs> weird Sounds about white. <laughs> yeah. What, Jonathan? Is it weird I want to watch Banshees again? No. It's a great movie. Yeah. I, I just don't want to be sad. It is very sad. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you guys want to talk about a movie? Yeah. We talk about a movie. Let's do that. Beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Worsley Podcast, a show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong. What, what film are we watching this week, Zach? We're watching Kids' Choice Award winner for favorite animated movie and triumphant comic book-based adaptation, Big Hero 6. I like the Kids' Choice Award uh, shout-out there. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
This is everybody's first time watching Kids Choice Award winner Big Hero Six. <laughs> nope. No. No, for me. Does anybody remember the first time they saw Big Hero Six? Not in the theaters. Unfortunately, me either. But uh, I remember Harrison was about two and got to watch it together at home. And he was into it as a toddler. Yeah. Nice. I, I just, uh, I, I, I slept on it, man. Yeah. I think it was a while. And I think uh, it took Paul to go, hey, watch that fucking movie. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I'll watch that fucking movie. Uh, I did see this in the theaters. Because, as Jonathan said, watch this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and give me just a second here. Need to go back to this. I'm sure I said this on the year that we did the episode we did the 2014 year, but Big Hero Six was my number 11 in my top 20 that year. Wow, nice. So we'll see how that holds up. Yeah, but we'll see how that holds up after an Oscar breakdown. Break it down! All right, best animated feature film. Big Hero 6 wins, giving Don Hall, Chris Williams, and Roy Conley Academy Awards. Beats out The Box Trolls from Like Entertainment, How to Train Your Dragon 2 from DreamWorks, Song of the Sea. Uh, I suddenly forgot the name of that film company. Something Tune? Is there Tune in the... Yeah, Tune is in the name. Look that up in a minute. And The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Kagaya. I can't remember how to pronounce it, and I feel bad about it. Kagaya. Uh, is it Kagaya? Yeah. You pronounce the U in this one? Wait, actually, damn it, I just finished watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, of course, Studio GB. Uh, and outside of... Oh, sorry, I got distracted. Cartoon uh, Saloon? Cartoon Saloon. That's what That sounds right. Yeah, for... Yeah, Cartoon Saloon. Who also oh, does... Who also does... Uh, the great show Puff and Rock on Netflix, if you haven't seen that. Oh. Um, outside of the category, the only extra category award uh, nomination goes to Everything is Awesome for the Lego movie, which is nominated for Best Original Song. And loses to Glory from Selma, uh, which gives... Uh, sorry, they, they have their real names here. John Legend and Common Academy yeah. Awards. Yeah threw me off for a second so that's it that's our oscar breakdown thank you for that bit about puff and rock i have to message caitlin real quick because she said this animation reminds me of puff and rock oh yeah that's okay that's why puff and rock is very irish yes puff and rock rules (laughs) yes it does we used to watch it with the kids all the time me too all right let's talk about this movie let's um best marvel film (laughs) Best, best Marvel film overall. Best, best Disney, like every Marvel film ever made. Give me a second. Yeah, no, but very close. Hmm. I'll, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll say up front, Spider-Man Two. Okay, so I guess the overall. Okay, best MCU film. Best. I MCU think this film. is technically an MCU film. So that was going to be one of my one of my notes mm. of why. Uh, I was going to go on a uh, not all films that I give five stars to, I think are absolutely perfect. Uh, and that was going to be a funny note that I brought up later oh, on why I didn't like the first Ant-Man because it takes place in San Francisco, which meant that, that 
Sanford Sokio doesn't exist in the MCU. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'll say I'll save the other notes for later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, this movie is perfect, and I love it. It is. It is it, everything. It is everything that's awesome about everything. Yeah, it is ninety nine percent perfect. Man, there are two things. Excited. Uh, I'll bring this in your notes. Okay. Yeah. I think I know up. one of them. You should know one of them if you know me as a person. <laughs> okay, so I know it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about the movie first. Let's okay. talk about what we do, what what works in this movie, and what's not just me being a complete douchebag for no reason. <laughs> mm. This movie is uh, at the very basic level a lot of fun outside of some very sad emotional moments but it's just it's exciting and and just a blast to <laughs> blast <sighs> tadashi yeah. um <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> this is one that the my family has watched a lot um you know and we'd enjoy you know fallout boy you know we can listen to them and not get annoyed too much like when they went through their imagined dragon phase that was terrible fallout boy uh, I, can, I can stand i i will say that um fallout boy outside of their imagined dragon phase also terrible oh well i meant my boys went through listening to imagined dragon phase oh okay yeah, that's that's <laughs> I was going to say, because this is about the time that everything that Fallout Boy does sounds like it's a car commercial, like Imagine Dragons. True. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's uh, very fair. Which is, in, which is in my notes of why this is 99% of a perfect movie, is that there's a Fallout Boy song in it. Oh, well. <laughs> but I, I will say, even during that montage, the song's not distracting enough that I don't still get goosebumps watching them like come together as, as yeah. heroes before they yeah. come together as a team. Like, that's that's such a fun montage. Yes, it is. Oh man, this this is one of those films that uh, this is definitely the, the 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 out of the crop of Disney films in the last decade or so of the new Renaissance that I come back to the most. Hmm. Sure, like mm-hmm. I love this film so much. I. I was going to buy Kingdom Hearts 3 no matter what, but finding out there was a big Hero 6 level in Kingdom Hearts 3 was <laughs> the reason. Like, I pre-ordered it. Sure. Don't do like, that. I was like, oh, you know, I could probably wait till it hits, like, the $20 bid. They're like, big Hero 6. Like, nope, gotta buy it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. No. I'm being kind of quiet here because I have some criticisms, even though I love this movie. Um but so let me defend I, the movie. So bring yes, up your, the, your criticisms. So I like to read negative reviews for talking points. Um, just after, you know, after I watch the movie and I kind of let it wash over me and I feel like, okay, there's a couple things. Maybe it's just me, but then I read something, some, somebody else say something a certain way. And uh, some of the criticisms are, like over overly thought out for a, a children's entertainment movie, like the criticisms of the plot or the dialogue. Um, but to quote past guest, Justin Robar in his critical review, there's such thing as convention done well. And, you know, this movie borrows a lot from like, you can say maybe like ET iron giant, maybe the Incredibles and uh, a half dozen other comic book or comic book related movies. 
and it cobbles them together. And I don't think necessarily the plot is even the most important thing, even though it's interesting and there's a, some decent twists. Um, I think it's really more about the, uh, the relationships and, and addressing the mental health aspects and the power of friendship to help you overcome things. But I did kind of feel like the dialogue isn't the best. And some of the characters almost feel, uh, I don't want to say tokenish. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think anybody feels tokenish. I feel like this is a very diverse cast and yeah, they, they fill out the world with people who exist in the world and they're played by really good actors who do a fantastic job in this film. Like if, if, you know, there wasn't Asian leads and black and Latin characters in this, they would, they would feel more tokenish, but the world's just diverse. And this, this film is diverse. And, and also it's like, Hey, look, here are, Asian, black, and Latin people in science. Yeah. These are intelligent human beings that are interested in science. Don't you want to be interested in science too? I'm Absolutely. not going to, I'm not going to strike this film for trying to have a diverse cast. And each of those characters, while they may not get the deepest backstories, that's neither here nor there. Like mm-hmm. they, they could be deeper characters. I will grant anybody that. But at the same time, they're given, you know, something they're interested in. They all share an interest in something. They all have personalities that are different from each other. And those personalities inform the decisions they make as characters. So while they're not the deepest characters, they are pretty well-rounded. Yeah. As for the dialogue, it works for me. It's supposed to be silly and hyper, uh, hyper stylized and comic booky. And that's how it feels while I'm watching it. It feels like a comic book and that's what I like about it. Yeah. You're right. You know, I don't like TJ Miller though. Well, I, yeah. I fuck TJ like Miller. No, no. Yeah. yeah like they, they could replace him with anybody and yeah, but we didn't yeah. know that at this time. So I'm not holding that against this. Person. I was never a fan of TJ Miller. Yeah. He, he just kind of always felt like a, a more annoying Seth Rogen. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't mind Fred as a character, but, you know, I kind of forgot it was him again. I love the character, Fred. Yeah, I do. Then then watch the uh, the Big Hero 6 series because he doesn't play him in that. Good. Nice. So you can still enjoy Fred as a character and then not have to deal with TJ. Nice. I think you make a great point about the dialogue being comic booky, because if this movie totally dives into being a comic book movie and and it's. And it's, and you know, and that's always like what I want from my comic book movies. I want comic book movies that are in love with the fact that they're a comic book movie. Which is why Guardians of the Galaxy is so good. Why Guardians is great. Why Shazam is great. Why this is great. Like when, when there are very few films that hide from their comic bookiness and still make a good movie. Uh, Dark Knight, Logan, like those films are more interested in character studies. So I, I get that. And also they, they're based on comic books that were trying very hard to run from actually being a comic book themselves as well. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I just want my comic book films to be in love with the fact that, Hey, comic books are fun and stupid. 
<laughs> and this film's kind of that. It's fun and it is. stupid. <laughs> like, but it's also just... I don't know. Like, I actually feel like this is one of the few that takes itself also serious enough. Yeah. And, and it has great themes about loss and grief and it it sticks to those themes. It never lets them go. Right. Like everything that hero does is just informed by his grief. Every single decision he makes in this film is just him grieving. I, um, a friend of mine was, had watched it for the first time recently and their, their one criticism of the movie was that, uh, it shied away from true vengeance. And I was like, well, I don't know. Do we want to be teaching kids about getting vengeance? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they broached that topic pretty well. Like yeah. and not just with hero, but also with Callahan as well. Like, I mean, yeah. it's honestly the two different ways to handle vengeance. One of these is, fucking wrong the other one's like hey this is where disparity brings you there's a whole there's a whole scene where where hero literally like destroys his like removes his brother's memory to try to kill a person yeah (laughs) like that's a scene in this movie yeah he takes out the chip that has his brother's name on it and it's just like hey robot that's supposed to help people murder a human being now (laughs) yeah i agree <laughs> like, does it talk about true vengeance? What? Well, it doesn't allow true vengeance. She, she wanted, she, wanted, so she wanted him to fucking murk the guy right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. If if your if your critique is this movie saying, hey, vengeance is not the way to deal with grief, and you're like, but he should have murdered a person. <laughs> you're kind of missing the point of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe need to seek some um, some words with some professional people, <laughs> and and maybe watch the Batman a little less. Yeah, <laughs> a terrible film. Okay, it's not terrible. It's just I swear to God, yeah, that movie just gets worse and worse every week. <laughs> no, it's the like worst the Joker film all over again. <laughs> it's it's like it's brushing up against Bohemian Rhapsody is my worst film of all time. Now. Jesus. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not trying to take true engines on the Batman. <laughs> Lay Batman. <laughs> El Batman. Ah, uh, fuck it. I was I <laughs> don't need to seek out negative reviews to bring up talking points because they they, they don't matter because they're making I, the point. I like I saw one I think that that's said, a good idea though. Like I really never yeah. thought about that. Like that's like, I mean cuz that's what I do when I uh, buy before I buy video games. I literally look for every red circle that i see just to be like why do these people not like this game yeah right more and more i think about the ones that i read paul pokes holes in their things like like one was it's a good movie if you've never seen a movie before i'm like what does that even mean like that yeah (laughs) if you if you have don't say that either it's a good movie or it's not say one thing or the other like do you think it's a good movie if you think it's a good movie, then it's a good movie. You don't have to say it, the other shit because it doesn't make any sense. I'm, yeah. I'm the kind of person that feels like whatever your opinion needs at least one point behind it. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to tell me a good movie, give me one reason why. If you think it's a bad movie, give me one reason why. Yeah. Don't, but I, I need more than it's good. I especially don't need it's good if you like bad things. But yeah, I, <laughs> I, no, I'm I'm like I active. I actively love bitch, but 
Yeah. I'll at least admit what I'm watching is garbage. Yeah. This isn't garbage. No. <laughs> it's it's like like I quoted Justin earlier, it's well as far as the plot goes. I mean it's it's a superhero origin story, you've got a villain, and you've got interesting characters that come together and battle and there's yeah. personal loss and stuff. And th- fine, whatever. We talked about the hero's journey and all that. There's only five what was it five or seven different plots that even exist. I can't remember that. Yeah. And and at this point, like, what new superhero thing are you going to do? Also, when when I think of how to grade films, the number one thing I need to think of is, who is this film made for? Right. This, while, while I am an audience they also want to draw in, because they want to make sure I'm having a good time while I'm taking my kids to see movies. You know, my first son was born the year this came out. So, you know, I'm not taking him to the movie. Mm-hmm. But I can sit, me and my kids have watched this film multiple times together since, especially since lockdown. I've probably watched this like four or five times in the last three years. I watched this film a lot. Yeah. And it's made for the age range that Owen is right now. Mm-hmm. And if this was the first superhero film that Owen had ever seen, this is a great starting point. Exactly. And it's a great starting point to talk about grief. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a smart movie that is aimed towards children. Yeah. So it can play with conventions and it can play with tropes. And I think it plays with them. Well, you know, I, I every week I come in here and you help reaffirm some feelings I have, Paul, thank you for always <laughs> putting things in such a, uh, understandable and easily, you know, hold out way of what you, you know, mean and what, and what, what should be looked at because this, the whole uh, highbrow adult um, commentary on children's film is <laughs> there's too much of it. Well, and and that's you know, and it it's really hard. It's really hard to get in conversations with people who only look at films be, through adult perspectives, mm-hmm. because I'm a person who likes children's media. I just always have, and I always will. I'm not the target audience for it, and I haven't been for almost tw- more than twenty years now. But it it's reaffirming to me and it's comforting and you know probably a lot of uh psychiatrists would have a field day with my love of children's media but <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is like I I've been an uncle for over 20 years and like watching these things through the perspective of is this something that if I was if my nieces and nephews were left in my care would would i want them watching not Mm. is it something that i want to entertain me while i am watching it with them but rather is is this something that is talking down to them or is it trying to reach them in a certain way yeah and i think this film is a film that is trying to reach children in a certain way and i think it's again it's like hey you know, you meet, you meet these two and already, you know, that they don't live with their parents. So something bad has happened there. Mm-hmm. So they've already faced loss in their life, which, you know, if, if we want to subtext a lot of things, Hey, uh, Tadashi is building a, a robot that cares for people. He doesn't have parents. Mm-hmm. What happened there? Right. Like, but, but yeah, it's, it's talking about, Hey, look, bad things happen. And bad things might happen for horrible reasons. Being angry about it is not going to help you. Right. 
trying to take it out on somebody is not going to help you. It's these aren't these aren't healthy ways to deal with loss. It's not healthy ways to deal with your own grief. I think that's so smart. Absolutely. So yeah, this is something I want my children watching. <laughs> this is just something I want to watch. And it's something I want to watch because it fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> it does rule. It does. It's it's wonderful. Baymax is incredible too. Just so much goodness in that uh character, so many positive messages. Yep. And um of course I'd be remiss in not mentioning Aunt Cass and <laughs> I, I won't I won't make it dirty other than say uh hello to Big Hero seven and eight. Um Yeah. Rule thirty four. Yep. Always more of a go go guy myself. I'm. I don't fault you there. You know what bugs me? <laughs> the inconsistency of Honey Melon saying Hito. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's just a couple of times. It's like most of the movies she says Hito. Sometimes she says Hero. Like, what are you doing here, lady? <laughs> pick one. Pick pick a lane. <laughs> <laughs> That's so- all I got. Aside from Fallout Boy, why is this a 99% for you, Paul? I've been okay. trying to find a pen because I want to put it up somewhere so I can just be like, is this it? All right. Did I, I said the Fallout Boy. What was the other thing I'd already brought up? Um, uh, I don't know if you brought it up. Some, somebody said something, and I, I said that it was on my, my list. All right. Uh, I, could, I think the two... All right. So the other two things. They, uh, they start the Eye of the Tiger needle drop. Oh, yeah. I know, I know they cut it off and it's supposed to be humorous, but we just don't need any more Eye of the Tiger. It's a terrible song and it shouldn't be in any more movies. <laughs> Overplayed. Yep. Don't yep. like it. Yeah. And Jonathan, you wrote it down, Jonathan. There it is. Stanley. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad enough when the picture of him existed, but then he's in the after credit sequence. Yep. Just piss me off. Yep. No more Stanley. <laughs> I don't think well, he should be in any more movies. Well, uh, I got something to tell you, guy. <laughs> They oh, yeah. keep faking that motherfucker and everything now, bitch. Probably. Uh, He's going to be all, hey there, Excelsior, <laughs> two believers. I'm dead. <laughs> I have to tell you about the time that I invented the moon. <laughs> He's not Ted Turner. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he, stole, he stole everybody else's credit. He might as well steal <laughs> Ted Turner's, too. <laughs> Uh, oh, remember right. the time I bought the Atlanta Braves and showed them on TBS, true believers? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, is that all the notes everybody has for Big Hero 6? Um, fucking rules. Awesome. piece of shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I had, yeah. Um, my, my original notes include the make science look fun and characters are grounded in real emotions. So, you know, it's that Paul uh, fleshed out for me. So There you go. There you go. Paul's there even go. out here to ruin your bad takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love movies. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into our worsty judgments. And Zach. Hello. Deserve best animated feature. Hmm. As uh, I rolled the die. The die, die, single dice, die, uh, single die, yes. And um, I was like, okay, I have time to watch one other film outside of this. Uh, 
Now I'm going to second guess how to say Princess Kagoya. Kagoya? I think that's how it was. See, my, I'm going between the pronunciations of either Kagaya or Kagia. Kagia. I feel like if of those two, it'd be Kagia. Because sometimes if the U is in the middle of the word, you don't pronounce it. But I don't know enough about Japanese to know when you don't do that. Sure. So, yeah. If I'm butchering this language, I apologize to everyone. And please, if there's actually anybody listening out there that actually knows how to pronounce the name of this movie, let me know. I forgot to look it up, but go on. Yeah. So I was, gonna, I was like, am I going to watch that one or am I going to watch Song of the Sea this week? I I went with the princess and I'm, James Caan. I watched the English dub. So James Caan was the voice of the the father character. And I feel like he said Kagoya. Um, anyway, could have. I watched that, and that was great. Very sad. Beautiful watercolor animation um, from the director of Grave of the Fireflies, if I'm yes, sir. remembering correctly. Uh, not, not on that level. <laughs> Asayo Takahata. Thank you. Um, so I have not seen Box Trolls, and I'm so sad that I haven't seen Song of the Sea. I'm probably going to watch it this weekend just to catch up on it. You should. But I, I'm glad somebody else here... <laughs> watch it so we can cover the bases so big hero six Taylor princess say kaguya and how to train your dragon 2 they're all incredible and they're all worthy of this award i think i if i had to pick one i probably would have gone how to train your dragon 2 a slight edge over big hero six um, but yes it's still deserved to win all right i also made a choice uh, my choice was to uh, be able to play with my daughter when I picked her up and not spend the rest of the evening crying <clears throat> because I did watch Song of the Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking A, watch that movie. <laughs> I also watched Box Trolls for the first time. Um, it's Tarzan. It is a better Tarzan. Okay. I'll, like, I'll buy that for a dollar. Like <laughs> seriously, like it is one hundred percent a plot of Tarzan that is just beautifully fucking done. Um, it is a goddamn great movie. Song of the Sea broke my fucking heart. Like I thought it was getting kind of bored in the first act, and then it's kind of started picking up, and I was like, all right. I mean. The, the, I think the biggest critique I have for the movie is the inability to understand how scale works, but I also kind of take that as part of the art because yeah. there is just, you have no way of knowing how big those act, those owls actually are. <laughs> um, so yes, definitely watch song of sea. It's really good. Um, I, yeah, and I just chose not to watch the, uh, Tale of Princess Kaguya. It's a Ghibli film. I was like, no, I don't want to be sad further than I already am. Because um, I was going to skip How to Drain Your Dragon 2 because I have seen that multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, instead, I decided to pick my kid up and watch the dragon movie because I wanted my daughter to watch the dragon movie because she likes dragons and dinos. So Nice. Yeah. Um, that being said, this is a tough fucking pick. Like, I I don't like box trolls as much as I like Big Hero 6, How to Train a Dragon, and Song of the Sea. So that's not to say it did not deserve to be here. Um, Song of the Sea is definitely more artsy. I enjoyed it. Um, but Big Hero 6, I, 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 
man. I, it does deserve it. I think you're right. I do think that had a trainer dragon two edges ahead of it for me personally by like just a little bit, but I am not mad that big hero six one. Oh. Nice. All right. I'm going to say this and you can take it. However you like this is the best. This category has ever been. Yes. It hands down every fucking one of these should have won. Nice. Yeah. Some of them I didn't, some of them I didn't see at the theater the year they came out. Uh, uh, actually, I think How to Train Your Dragon is the only one I didn't see at the theater because I didn't realize then what I know now. I think that was the only one I did see in theater. <laughs> uh, the Princess Kaguya, um, I didn't see in theaters. I did, unfortunately, bootleg that one when it first came out and watched it in the original dub and it did make not my top 20 but like my top 50 that year mm. all right so ranking these films they all tie for first place for me if i had to slot them in i'd go box trolls at five kage at four how to Train Your Dragon 2 at 3, Song of Sea at 2, Big Hero 6 at 1. Because hmm. it was one of... Let me check this out. Uh, it, it's one of two animated films that made my top 20 this year. The one that is missing, that should be in this category, right. but got robbed <laughs> because it had two scenes in live action which is how they said that this didn't get nominated for best animated feature Buttons. is the Lego movie. Lego movie wow. should have been nominated and should have won. Should have won. It was my number four of the year. Mm. And honestly, that's probably exactly where it would stay today because my one through three, I think are unimpeachable and everybody would agree. Nobody would have any controversial takes whatsoever about these top three grand budapest i'm assuming is your number one uh number two sir oh, okay. <laughs> number one was boyhood right boyhood which yes. is a masterpiece and is the one of the greatest achievements in cinema sure not just of 2014 but of all time there you go what was your and number three field and england film ah. that's a fun one <laughs> anyway, Lego Movie is amazing. Big Hero Six, uh, Big Hero Six would probably move into my top ten now, hmm. and probably sneak up to like seven because I don't know if I can move only Lovers Left Alive and Nightcrawler to put it any higher. Hmm. Those are <laughs> wonderful. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. This it's beautiful. I love this film so much. And again, it's of everything that has come out since I'll say Tangled, it is the Disney film I watch the most. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think that's where we're gonna call it here. God, this movie's so good. Wait a minute. You didn't ask us a second question. Fuck me. <laughs> I don't want to ask you now. I feel bad. <laughs> hey Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the worst best animated feature? No. Um, you know, I came into this uh, 
with a four-star rating for this film, but Paul helped me talk it back up to, you know, the old classic Zach of four and a half. Um, <laughs> and I've got it at number five. Um, okay. So four and a half stars at my number five spot. Thanks. On, on our rankings. This is my number one. Hell yeah. This uh, nice. just, I mean, again, I, I got to look at the walls. Wally's a wall. It beat that. Incredibles is a wall. It beat that. Spirit Away was the last wall. Ooh, it was rough, but I think, yeah, I, I, I will watch Big Hero 6 way more than I will watch Spirited Away. Um, I, I, Yeah, I even think it's a better movie. Maybe art-wise it may not be, but that's about it. I think that's the only category that Big Hero 6 does not beat Spirited Away. So, yeah, fair enough. Paul? Uh, no, it is not the worst. I have it at my number four, and it did not beat any of those walls. It, it's still Wally spirited away and Incredibles going up to the top. Mm. And I have it uh, just above rat tat 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 on the Tui. Yep, that's what I got. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's where we're going to call it here for the night. Mm. Call it. Call it. Cool. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, Twitch, TikToks, and Altorn underscore Occam. Uh, Zach, where can we find you? You can find me on Critiker, Zachmaster, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok at House Havoc, Letterbox for searching my name, uh, by searching my name. And I, uh, you know, I took a little time to watch another movie this year, this week. I don't think I mentioned it last time or... Or did I know? Anyway, I watched, I finally watched Puss in Boots, Last Wish, and I love that movie. Uh, everybody was right about it being quite superior to the first Puss in Boots, and I love it. <laughs> and it jumped all the way to my number two movie of 2022, believe it nice. or not. Nice. Actually, I did watch a 2023 movie. Oh. Yeah. I watched an ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. Haha, <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> That shit was uh, great. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that's real. That's good stuff. Uh, Mr. Workman. Yes. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Shark Dress Men. We're on TikTok. We're just a tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark related content. And you can follow me at Father of the Fear across Twitter and Letterboxd, where I keep a running tally of all the films that I watched. And this week, um, okay, I got I to gotta save something for tomorrow. I'll save that. So, uh, I made I just... I feel bad that I missed those. What's that? So that yeah, listen to the Thursday I, show. Listen yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I made Joseph happy to watch Johnny Dangerously for the first time. Ooh. Oh, I hope he loved it. And I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. He seemed <laughs> kind of... He laughed at a lot of it. He's a fool. And there's there's a lot of there's a lot of language in there that I um that's very unfortunate today, but it's also mm, yeah. kind of honest to the, the time. So it's I don't know. Uh it's still a five star movie for me. It's one of my favorite movies ever made. Uh I went to the theater and I saw Marlowe, the new Neil Jordan film starring Liam Neeson as Christopher Marlowe, not Christopher Marlowe. Uh, suddenly, I can't think of his first name. The Raymond Chandler detective. Mm. Um, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I loved it more than when I snuck into the last 40 minutes of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. 
<laughs> so Joe wanted to do poster reviews, but I really didn't want to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. But his movie started 40 minutes later than mine did, and I was like, I do kind of want to do poster reviews. So I'm just going to come sit and watch the last 40 minutes of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. <laughs> the third act of that film is exactly the Marvel film you think it is. And it's dumb and I hated it. <laughs> um, it's still better than Endgame, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then I watched EO. 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 Holy shit. EO is an experience. E- yeah, yes. it's the donkey movie. It's okay. a donkey movie. There's very, very little dialogue in it. Okay. It's, uh, it's essentially like, hey, what if uh, Homeward Bound was actually really sad? Okay. And it's uh, like the the Turin horse of donkey movies. Yeah, it's it's an experience. Uh, so strap in, uh, and if you're going to watch it, I hope you enjoy it. Okay, I gave it four and a half. I gave it the Zach. Hooray! And then I'm going to save this one for tomorrow. So, okay, just because I know Tramp's going to be excited to talk to me about it. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Zach, what are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching Inside Out, which you can rent on Amazon, Google, Redbox, Vudu, YouTube, or stream on Disney+. Plus. Excellent. Nice. And with that, we'd like to thank Trad from our sister podcast, Loving Up Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at oscar Rusty pod and on facebook at the oscar Rusty podcast don't forget to subscribe to the podcast leave us a nice five-star review on apple podcast stitcher or spotify it really helps us to be seen in the all almighty algorithm also shout out to you guys shirts you got a scottoon network and a nintendo 64 shirt very nice six god world yeah. uh, so for Jonathan, Zach, and Scott Adsit as the voice of Baymax. What a weird person I had picked for that. Right. Hey, hold on. Somebody was in this movie. Oh, we didn't do... We'll uh, do it now. If you've, if you've hung on, here's Tudic. the little reward. Oh, Talking to right. We do Talking to Tudic. Alan Tudic fucking rules in this movie. Yes. <laughs> Alistair Cray is a great red herring. Five stars, no notes. Yay. 100%. Thank you. So there you go. Talking dick. Talking dick. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, What a dumb person I am. And with that, we'd like for you all to have a damn fine day.